Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media. Today we want to take one of our citizen intelligence report that was written a year ago. It's about James Comey and about the crimes that he has committed that we consider to be treasonous. What we're going to do in several audios is that Thomas is going to review each of the points that we made originally and expand on those and show how they relate today. Also included in our audios will be a running scroll of memes. Now, if these memes distract you in listening what Thomas is saying, then by all means, don't watch the screen. But we have many people who like uh, to grab these. Um, they use snippets, put it in a JPEG format, and send it out through their social media account. So we want to provide those to them. So let's get started, Thomas. I'm amazed. I'm amazed just by how accurate we were, how our predictions have all come true and how the information in between has basically substantiated everything we said in every... Uh, it's shocking to me how accurate we can be simply following a pure logic and making sure that we always work on indictable evidence. And one other thing, to find the full series, please, if you're looking at YouTube, go into the a narrator's box and you will see a link. And if you're looking at this on WordPress, give us a few minutes to be able to load up everything and then the whole page should be loaded and you'll have all the audios right there with the text. Um, when you say the Mueller investigation, what are you talking about here? Well, we're talking about what has been called many, many different names. Uh, let's see, uh, I don't know whether it's uh, 20 different names. It was called the Small Group, the Trump Operation, the Secret Society, the Investigation to Impeach Carter Page Dossier Group, the George Papadopoulos FBI Counterintelligence Operation, which we now know we have the name for because it has come out and it's called Crossfire Hurricane. And it was, of course, start that one was started by John Brennan. But what we're going to do today is go over what Comey did. If you remember, Betsy, we were sitting around and uh, uh, eating cheesecake and drinking cappuccino, and, and, and I said, you know, I'm sick of this. Comey's committed so many treasonous crimes, I can't list them all. <laughs> Somebody said, well, go ahead, list them. Probably you. And I started listing them and I, without even thinking about it. We came up with 28, right? At this point, we could probably add another 28. Yeah, but they made it legal to lie in Congress, so certainly they've made it already, and we just don't know about it. They've made it legal to commit treason. And that's the key factor to why they did what they did with impunity, why a conspiracy was involved at all the top levels of the entire intelligence community and the White House and the Congress the intelligence committees, so on and so forth. Why, why, why? Because we have finally rested on the fact, again, it was you who pointed this out to us, Betsy, that there is, in fact, a law that a subsection of it says that you can lie in any hearing. That means any hearing, and so particularly congressional hearings. But think about it, folks. Has anything ever come from a congressional hearing that you ever saw? Was anyone ever indicted? Eric Holder is the only person I ever know no, uh, that was held in contempt of Congress, and he did nothing about it to this very day. We have, uh, you know, all kinds of people like, look, look at the Halliburton King, Cheney. Dick Cheney had five grand jury indictments against him when he became, after he headed the committee to look for a vice president to go with baby Bush and appointed himself. He had five grand jury indictments against him. Yes, but if we go down None the of them Dick happened. Cheney um, stream, we're never going to get back here to Comey. Now, that's correct. So when we're talking about this, we finally decided 
even at the top of this article, what we have decided uh, on the sidelines here, which is we need military tribunals. We need to set up a we the people court and we need to bring these charges against the people. They're so obvious all you'd have to do is ask them a question, and then no matter what answer they give, you say, sorry, we have the evidence showing the opposite of that. You go to, basically, the gallows. This is treason, folks. These are 28 crimes of treason. Each one of these is a crime of treason. And as I say, we could add 28 more today. Now, let's just start from the top. When we're talking about this, we were mentioning in the opening of this article that these are crimes against America and that we would need to officially charge these people ourselves. We can't trust the fake justice system to but do it. But how are average citizens going to be able to do this? They did it in the French Revolution. We may have to do it here. I, but how? Because if Bill Barr doesn't start a special investigation to look at these very crimes that we're mentioning here, he should be impeached also. Just get rid of him. And we may have to do a runaround around these uh, Federalists because the Federalists, uh, they basically are controlled by the senior executive service members. And no matter who you are, you can be the head of the Justice Department like Sessions was. And what could he do? Nothing. He had his hands tied as well as he was complicit with many of the crimes. But the point is, we'll see what can happen in the Justice Department. People want to try to take the Justice Department away from the executive no. The president tells the Justice Department what to do, the FBI, all the way down the line, all 17 intelligence agencies, and they need to realize that. Now, we have said from the beginning, when other people said, when the FISA court warrants come out and they get unredacted, as Trump has said, and as we have seen, the Brits are going to be implicated, the whole British spy system, all the way up to the top. Christopher Steele, all you know, the Ukrainians, the Russians, all these different people are all going to be implicated. But it does not matter because that FISA warrant never had a hearing. It was just an application. And we said this in, the, uh, in our audios about this, and we said it in other articles, that the Inspector General's investigation of the FISA court showed that they didn't even, they didn't even care. They spied on anybody they wanted. They didn't do any due diligence. But in this case, because it was the insurance package to cover them for doing all of those crimes, they thought Trump would still never make it into the White House. But as an insurance package, they created the fake FISA warrant with Carter Page, where Comey himself should go to jail for the following two things. He signed a FISA court warrant, 702 Title I, which he swore under oath that Carter Page was a Russian spy. If that's the case, why isn't Carter Page in jail? How come Mueller hasn't found this out? Mueller investigated. Because Comey will say, oops, I made a mistake. Nope, nope, no way around it, because Carter Page was mentioned in the dossier, which is what was used uh, in the appeal, In uh, excuse me, in, in the application for the FISA warrant. But that isn't how it went down. And we told everyone, even before this, you can go back and find earlier documents where we stated it will absolutely be the person who is the top dog in the CIA for counterintelligence, who will work with the FBI counterintelligence, and who will work with the Department of Justice um, National Security Division. And they will, under the guise of national security, use national security letters which will get them any warrant that they want. National security letters, again, have to be sworn by an oath by the FBI director, James Comey, before you can get them. We now know they exist 
That is how they got the, the warrants. That is how Robert Hannigan came to work out of Fort Meade. Robert Hannigan from Britain, of course, the head of the their spy agency, the NSA, came to America, used our spy agency, Fort Meade, Maryland, NSA, and literally wire, physically wiretapped Trump Towers. And this is now well known. So what we're pointing out is that a lot of things through congressional testimony, through lawsuits, through um, all kinds of ways uh, that behind closed door uh, testimony, all kinds of things like this have happened in this last year. And so what we have now is a chance to see if we were accurate. And we are the only ones, the only ones that I ever saw anywhere in print mentioned national security letters drove this conspiracy. And now that has come out because James Baker behind closed doors, which was leaked, mentioned national security letters is what Peter Strzok used to do the run around the end, in in, in run, to get around national security issues and not even telling supposedly Obama the president or anyone else, including Trump when he was the president, what they were doing. Remember, Comey stood straight in front of Trump and said three times, there's no investigation on you, but there was a counterintelligence operation. So we're going to go into those. And what you can do, if you want, you can follow along, and I'm going to state which number I'm making reference to. And again, uh, the full article is in the uh, narration notes if you're listening to this from YouTube. And if you've picked this up from our WordPress site, everything is right below the video frame. Now, what is really nice is going back to this, uh, we're seeing monikers that uh, that we used that are even more apropos even now. Mueller investigation should be called the Mueller investigation to impeach. All they're looking for is anything that Trump ever did in his whole life that could be considered even immoral, not even illegal. And they're looking for a crime. So it was an investigation to impeach, which is... It's not the other way around. It's not that Trump committed a crime and now they're going to investigate it. They're actually looking for a crime. This is very Gestapo-like. Oh, it is absolutely. Because look, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page... Uh, Peter Page, Peter and Lisa, we like to call them because they faked that they were lovers so they wouldn't have to turn over uh, the majority of the text messages. They called it, you know, uh, the investigation of impeach, but they also called themselves the leaders of the coup d'etat. They also called themselves, as Trump calls them, the witch hunt, but we call them a George Soros-style regime change because that is exactly what's going on. This is a color revolution. It's been called the Purple Revolution. And it is an attempt to overthrow a sitting president. And before that, it was more than an attempt to blame the Democratic meddling in the election on Russians. It was, in fact, an attempt to um, destroy the U.S. Constitution. It was an attempt to destroy our republic. And at the end of the article, we name all the people who were involved. And by the way, nobody else, especially not a year ahead of time, not a year ago, made a list of all the people involved. And we named them, and we named what they did. And so we this isn't just an indictment of Comey. This is an indictment of the whole conspiracy. And we were just sick of it. And don't forget that Valerie Jarrett was involved, Podesta was involved, Susan Rice, Sally Yates, Biden. Remember Susan Rice's uh, email message to herself. Basically, her alibi that she's not going to be stuck with the unmasking by herself. So she said, no, she sat with Obama and Comey and Valerie Jarrett and, and Podesta and Sally Yates and Biden. And they sat there and discussed 
the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, which go, went back to July, which instantaneously shows that they are complicit in, this, in these crimes and this conspiracy. So this is not just combing. And these were really attacks. And this is what we have to remember, that, that these attacks by Comey were botched again and again and again. They were so botched that when Fusion GPS, which was paid by the DNC and the victory uh, campaign for Clinton through Mark Elias and Perkins Coie, Coie uh, when that was busted and Christopher Steele, the idiot, gave it to BuzzFeed, the whole dossier, and it was printed... Oh, well, no, 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 no. Then from the Senate Intelligence Committee, Daniel Jones, the direct staffer of Dianne Feinstein, started a group called Pin Quarter Group, got $50 million from Oleg Deripaska, a Russian, and um, many others from Hollywood and other places to continue the schmear campaign against Trump to this very day. And so behind the scenes, Mueller not only has $100 million a year he can spend, he spent about $50 million so far. He has $50 million from Daniel Jones that came up from Russians and others to continue the schmear on Trump. So this has not stopped. So what we said a year ago wasn't some crazy conspiracy. No, this is the reality that we are having to struggle with in our own government, whether the inside SES members, the shadow government, the Federalists actually take over our country because they had and had oh, had Hillary come to power, that would have been the end of us. Remember that Mark Elias Podesta sat in front of Congress, and this is an addition to what we wrote, and said over and over again that they don't know anything about the uh, uh, working with Fusion GPS. And then later they came out to, a day later and said, oh, no, 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 we were wrong. We spent $12 million on yeah, it. Yeah, but that's okay because they were in Congress, so it's okay to lie. As you can see, right. obviously, mm-hmm. what you have pointed out to us, Betsy, is the reality. Now, don't forget that Uranium One... When DNC came up with their plot, which was, let's just call it December 2015, where they had to create a smokescreen to hide the Russian connection that Hillary had because it was going to lose her the election because of Uranium One, don't forget Podesta had his Jewel Unlimited connection, multi-million dollar connection directly to Russia sitting on the board. His Ukrainian connection, which was the same connection they put Gates and Manafort in jail for, well, they didn't put Gates in, but Manafort in jail for, same exact oligarchs paid Podesta as paid Manafort. Manafort goes to jail for it. Podesta doesn't. So that's another, uh, um, what you call a modern development or a new development that has happened within the last year. Now, also a new development. With Uranium One, William Douglas Campbell has come out on his deathbed, though he has a gag order on him by Mueller, And he's telling the story that for 10 years, Mueller and Andrew McCabe ran the Uranium One deal, kept it undercover, let the 10X, the the Rosatom-Putin-Russian connection, which bought Uranium One, extort every nuclear facility in America, blackmail people, and they brought in 10 spies who reached the top levels of everything in America, while Andrew McCabe for 10 years covered for them. Do not forget that. Andrew McCabe, who's going to come out of his grand jury indictment after he just wrote his book, which is an alibi. And what's he going to get? Probably nothing. Now, let's go to number one. Number one, we wrote 28 of these, okay? And the only thing I would do differently is give you more details, but that's just because the details have been filled in since then. And so we're going to do that right now. Remember that in December 15th, 2015, 
is when Comey got involved with the DNC, he ran over there like a, a Boy Scout, ready to do Hillary's bidding and Podesta's bidding, and found out what the problem was, that WikiLeaks, or that, excuse me, that they had been breached. And the content that had been breached would show that their number one problem was Uranium One, because they'd done an analysis. And they needed to create a smokescreen. And this was what was in WikiLeaks. If you just read it, nobody wants to read it. But if you read it, you will find that George Soros ran the DNC. You will find so much corruption. All you have to do is read WikiLeaks, believe that they're true, right? And also follow the money. Because what was really going on, Comey said, I'm going to do anything I can possibly do for you to create this smokescreen. So immediately, John McCain got involved. We now know this through his uh, agent, uh, David Kramer. Because Kramer is the one who first contacted Andrew Wood in Canada. It's always in Canada instead of Britain, if it's not in Britain. And that's where part of the plan was uh, cooked and baked up. It was uh, John McCain, Comey, DNC, uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, baked nonsense. And that was the dossier plan. And the plan was going to involve all of Comey's Russian spies. And we now know that. Any spy that he had, any asset he had with Russia was called into this case. So who did he call in? He called in Christopher Steele. And Christopher Steele, of course, had voluntarily, when he heard that this was going on, because he already had a connection with Bruce Orr and with the whole gang. Remember, this is a giant conspiracy. We told you that these people were all talking to each other behind the scenes, and, and, and they all denied it until now you start to see the dominoes are falling. So we also told you that at the same time, $200 million went to the Clinton Juster Sustainability Growth Fund as Hillary was being paid $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. And everyone knew this. Jeff Sessions knew it. Everybody knew it. Obama had to sign off on Uranium One, folks. So, hello, they were complicit with this from day one, knowing that Hillary was being fed money, emolument clause uh, violations, of course, because these were, in fact, foreigners who were giving you these mon this money. Canadians, Russians, you name it. And so, in number one, we get to see that there have been numerous things that have happened that have been ignored, and we're still the only people saying it. 200 million, Clinton, Justra, Sustainability Growth Fund. No one has pointed that out. It's a fact. They've even changed their name to try to cover it. Let's go to number two. All right, so Alexandra... Chalupa. We were just about the first people to ever say anything about her. And what was she concerned with? She was with the DNC, and she's a Ukrainian, also a Russian, many Russian friends. She has Russian ties thicker than anybody you can imagine. And she sits on the D Democratic National Committee. Imagine that! They want to look for Russian meddling? All they have to look for is the members of their own Democratic National Committee. And she is friends because she's on the Atlantic Council, which is the, which is amazing. A Russian-Ukrainian on the Atlantic Council, which all they do is propaganda against Russia. And the guy who runs their tech division, Dmitry Alperovitch, who runs CrowdStrike, along with Sean uh, Henry and other corrupt people. But they are the ones who, from the beginning, said, well, what can we do about this? And so they had to come up with a story, didn't they? And they came up with a whopper of a story. They said that the Russians hacked the DNC instead of the fact that it was a breach. They knew it was a breach. In the WikiLeaks, they call it a breach. 
in the WikiLeaks, uh, Podesta says he wants to punish the breacher. And they did. His name was Seth Rich. He was killed. And he was the breacher. And we have showed you why in previous uh, intelligence reports. But that was the smokescreen. had to be a cover story. had to be disinformation. And it had to be, unfortunately, a huge lie. So therefore, it had to be the biggest nonsense anyone could ever imagine. That the Russians hacked the DNC. Now wait, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee has a computer that's so weak that the Russians were able to go in, hack it, put in net bots, and, and keep watching it. Even after Dmitry said that he put in his proprietary program called Falcon, he said that the net box, he couldn't get the net bots out, so they continued to give information to Russia. No, he didn't. He's a liar. He and Brian Pagliano knew full well that courtesy copies were going to China. And everybody else who paid to play. That's the way it worked. It wasn't just Russia. Matter of fact, Russia was the least of concerns, and those footprints that were left were 1.0 versions. And later in Ukraine, when Dmitry Alperovitch got caught with his fake cyber hacking saying that the Russians were involved in Ukrainian bombings, uh, wrong. And again, he used 1.0 version of his Russian footprints which is basically ridiculous because a, a junior high school student could go in and see, uh, hello, you're not even using the most common, uh, most up-to-date version of this and you expect us to believe you? It's like leaving your own footprint. He might as well have left his own footprint. He is the one who left it. So you want Russians? We now know for a fact. And why? Because Forensicator and many others have looked at it and said it wasn't a breach. Uh, excuse me, it wasn't a hack. had to be a breach. Number three, Alexandria Chalupa, one of my favorite people, she got so enthused. She said, I will go and I will produce a fake $27 million ledger showing that we paid Paul Manafort money from the World Bank that he stole and we'll get him knocked out of the campaign before he's even in it because they knew that Roger Stone wanted Trump to run since 2000. Stone and, Stone and Manafort and Kelly and Black, their group, is the opposite of Podesta Group and Fusion GPS. They're both president makers. So they had to take out, they, they, they knew from the beginning because of the intelligence reports did predict Trump to a T. So when Trump was, they thought Trump was running before Trump announced, okay? And so they were going, they had to have a plan to go against Trump and or whoever their stooge was going to be, probably Jeb Bush. But the point is they had to create a smokescreen. So they started going out. They already had a file on Trump, an opposition file. Nothing was in it. They couldn't find anything on Trump. So they had to sit around. And this included Comey, included the DNC, included the White House. And they sat around making these stupid plans, even in advance, of how they were going to take out anybody who was going to stand in the way of Hillary becoming the president. That's what was going on. So Podesta, when he was questioned by Mueller, uh, Mueller special counsel to uh, impeach the president. Uh, he was given immunity. And afterwards, after testifying and all the criminal activities that he was involved in, he was given immunity for all of them, both Podesta brothers, and they were able to file as foreign agents after the fact. I mean, that's amazing. That they call in the person who was the most guilty of all the lies. They know he paid Fusion GPS for opposition research to create the steel document, the steel dossier, hello? And yet Podesta goes free? Both Podestas go free. He was a Russian agent. I could go on and on and on and on and on about how he is a Russian agent and how Hillary was a Russian agent. But what did they do? They turned it up. 
twisted around, made Paul Manafort a Russian agent when he was a Ukrainian. He worked for a Ukrainian who hates the Russians. And, and then they went after, from the beginning, Roger Stone and Paul Manafort because they knew they had the power to make the president. And that would be Trump. As we look at number four, Carter Page, what a joke. We have explained Carter Page was a Russian agent. He, he, no, he was a FBI agent working against the Russians. So he was a Russian infiltrator. He was a Russian infiltrator asset. But he was an idiot. He was called a useful idiot by the Russians. And by the Americans, he was called a wackadoodle. But they set him up, and he was actually useful in bringing some Russians to justice uh, who were spying. Okay, uh, but Carter Page is a complete idiot. They knew that Carter Page, because Trump campaign needed people, and they were being criticized that they didn't have people who could help them with foreign um, affairs and uh, basically creating a foreign policy. Carter Page and George Papadopoulos were sideline characters who were inserted, inserted, they were invited. Carter Page was inserted by Comey, but uh, uh, George Papadopoulos was invited into the Trump campaign. Uh, Trump didn't ask for them. They didn't even know them. He didn't even talk to them. After a while, they had to put a restraining order on Carter Page because he kept coming around after they said, get the heck out of here. George Papadopoulos never spoke to Trump once. And yet in Britain, he was raised up to all these high positions as if he was going to be the Secretary of State. Why? It was for the setup. It was for the British spy set up, Christopher Steele and Stephen Halper and, but, and uh, Sir Richard Dearlove, the whole group, but it went all the way up. It went all the way up to the top, to the British Privy Council. They were deeply, deeply involved. Uh, Lord Malik, Brown, uh, Jeffrey Patty, all of them. But Carter Page, an idiot, a useful idiot, they called him. And he was inserted into the campaign. And basically, why? Because in the Russian dossier, the Trump-Russian dossier, the fake dossier, the Christopher Steele dossier, it states that Carter Page was going to make billions of dollars being the middleman, getting money from Gazprom, billions of dollars a year, because he connects Trump and Putin. And then through Alpha Bank, I mean, listen to this story. This is amazing. This is what the dossier says. Then through Alpha Bank, these Russian oligarchs were going to pay to a computer that wasn't even Trump's, that wasn't in Trump Tower, it was a uh, campaign computer, sending messages out to big people like Russians to come stay at their hotel. But anyway, the three oligarchs were blamed, because uh, they own a bank, a very corrupt bank, of paying Trump through that bank, through these payments. That was all, of course, I'm gonna point out in a minute, all uh, diffused and found to be false. But Somehow Carter Page is going to get billions of dollars and Michael Cohen supposedly went to Prague to work with the Russian hackers of the DNC, which was a lie. There was a Romanian there who was in jail and they tried to connect him to, we'll mention that in a minute. You have Jenny, but they tried to say Michael Cohen was uh, the bag man. Michael Cohen never went to Prague. They showed his uh, visa, I mean his passport. He's never been to Prague. So the lies that were in this dossier that Trump, uh, there's a video of Trump with lots, of, not just one video, just a vault full of compromised material on Trump. And some of them are videos of Russian horrors peeing on him in a bed that Obama slept in. Oh, don't even say it. It's so nasty and disgusting. It's such a lie. But this is how ridiculous it is. And who could believe this? Who in their right mind? Oh, John Brennan spent $100,000 paying Sergey Millian 
to go search for that PP document. They were just hoping that the average American would believe this stuff. That's, it was never supposed to be released. You're exactly right. It was supposed to be for splash effect. It was propaganda. It was the idiot Christopher Steele who allowed BuzzFeed to get a full copy. They printed it, and that caused lawsuits for BuzzFeed, lawsuits for Christopher Steele. You see, once you understand that fake news is truly fake, and it is the enemy of the people, let's just look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They you know, say that she's in a theater, that she's not, but then they run this fake story on it, and then weeks later, other fake news stories like NBC and even Breitbart write stories based upon the fake story before. So they needed to get some kind of narrative out there about Trump and the Russians so they could pile on with more fake stuff that would lead to a fake trial in their fake courts leading straight to impeachment. And it's very important that citizens pay attention at this point and know the facts so that we will stand firm and arrest these people, make sure that they go through a trial and that they they receive the punishment for treason. Absolutely. Because it is treason and it was conscious treason. And they had clear intent, Mr. Comey, clear intent. And even if they didn't have an intent, Treason is treason, whether you had intent or not, just like Hillary. That's espionage, whether she had intent or not. Now, remember just what Betsy said. Fake news. Michael Isakoff used an article by Christopher Steele, the author of the dossier. He printed it in BuzzFeed, and that was used for the authentication of the reapplication for the Carter Page FISA warrant. In other words, fake news. Christopher Steele wrote the article. Michael Isakoff said he wrote the article and later was used by Comey for justification when he knew that it was Christopher Steele who wrote it. And at that, that time, Christopher Steele had already been fired for doing his job. Remember, we paid Christopher Steele to create this dossier. And in a minute, we're going to go to the fact that he didn't even do most of it. But anyway, that's point four with Carter Page. you got to remember, Carter Page is a complete idiot. He came forward and said, please interview me, Mr. Mueller. And he went out to all the press and he said, oh, yeah, it's all about me. It's all about me. I'm not a Russian. I'm not a Russian. I mean, you've never seen anybody stupider than this guy. Just look at any of his interviews, okay? This is who Comey planted in the Trump campaign as if Trump wanted him. (laughs) And then later tried to create the entire dossier nonsense around that and then insert the names of Manafort and Cohen and others in their in the dossier to say that you know it's a conspiracy of collusion when of course it wasn't okay point number five comey targets manafort why did he target manafort we told you that he is a president maker but also he had current investigations at the time from 2005 on by the fbi cia the office of the office of director of national intelligence and the u.s treasury office of intelligence analysis, but they couldn't take Manafort down. They knew that he had committed crimes with his offshore accounts and the purchasing of the house for his daughter. I predicted that before Manafort was even brought up. Okay? I said, no, they're going to go after Manafort. And they're going to get Manafort because Manafort was under surveillance at the time he was in Trump Towers. Everybody should have known that, but they never informed Trump until afterwards when it didn't work. And guess what? Trump got rid of him in days. When they informed Trump that Michael Flynn had done something wrong, Trump got rid of him in a matter of a couple of days. So you see how they were actually, in some cases, very, very, very affected. They hated Manafort, hated and feared him with a loathing. They had to take out 
Manafort. And look who it is that they have just completely crucified in all of this and getting him with, you know, seven counts. No, he had a few counts, but uh, Michael Cohen, thousands of counts. Felix Sater, thousands of counts of criminal activity. They're not going to jail. So remember, it was the Ukrainians who hated Manafort's basically because he got Viktor Yanukovych re-elected after a George Soros and America CIA and State Department. Hillary uh, supported uh, one of these revolutions. There were two revolutions in Ukraine. Both of them were paid for by us, $4.7 billion, according to Victoria Nuland. And they hated Manafort because he just by himself, one guy, got the guy that they were trying to gun for, Viktor Yanukovych, re-elected. So they were terrified of him. And so they had to take out Manafort. And what did Manafort do? Well, he slipped right in, helped Trump right through the Electoral College when no one believed he would make it. And by the way, the Electoral College all said they weren't going to give their votes to Trump. Manafort came in. He took care of that in two months. I don't know how, but he is one incredibly powerful person. Number six... Uh, in here, you want to point out, uh, definitely remember um, that Carter Page is a known Russian spy. He's spying on Russia, okay? He's an FBI asset. But he was never arrested for being a spy. So if he was a spy, if the dossier was even partially true, shouldn't he be arrested? And if at this point, shouldn't he at least be questioned by Robert Mueller? then why is he bringing lawsuits against the government, lawsuits against uh, BuzzFeed saying that they defamed his character because he's not any of those things? So basically, the dossier is the dossier's worst enemy, okay? And also, as we pointed out, Podesta Group filed afterwards as foreign agents. Manafort and Gates, they filed too bad. No, we're not going to let them file. But they are going to let Podesta off the hook when he was more guilty, way, way more guilty than Manafort. And just remember that, watch Carter Page. Keep your eye on Carter Page. He is the telling factor here because the whole thing hinges on the dossier. The whole dossier hinges on Carter Page. We have yet to see what's going to happen with him yet. Number seven. Yes, uh, number seven. Comey, people don't know this. I don't know why they don't know this. Well, probably because it was only posted for a few weeks and we didn't even take time to grab a copy of it. But Comey did an illegal investigation during the election of Trump with the FBI and FBI money. You know, are we the people money? We paid to do a dirty investigation from the FBI on Trump and his dad. And Comey didn't release it because they couldn't find anything. But White Hats and the White House and the FBI released it on their site, their site which hadn't worked for a long time. All of a sudden, boom, there's these two reports totally exonerating Trump. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, and that just, I always include those as part of the investigations because those are the investigations that the FBI did their best to try to find dirt on Trump during the election. They could not. And this was Comey leading it. Now, Comey also was leading, through Andrew McCabe, four Clinton criminal investigations for the Clinton Foundation corruption, racketeering. Those four investigations, to my knowledge, we've never even heard whether they have been closed. But we do know they have been closed because Andrew McCabe was leading them. So Andrew McCabe, during that time, of his other five different crimes, was also exonerating Hillary Clinton from all of her uh, Clinton Foundation crimes. But they've opened another one, so we have hope that perhaps 
the clearest crimes of our century, the Clinton Foundation crimes, might actually get attention and looked at by the Department of Justice. But I'm not going to hold our breath. Number eight. A year ago, you never heard the name Felix Sater anywhere except through us. And we said it from the beginning. Now, why? Because we had investigated him and we found out he's such a criminal. He's a Russian Sater's not his last name, and his dad works for one of the biggest uh, oligarchs in New York who works for the biggest oligarch in Russia. You can't get any worse Russian connection than this, okay? Throughout the entire investi- entire um, campaign, Comey used Felix Sater in many, many things. We don't know how many, but we've caught him in a bunch of them. Remember, Felix Sater is best friends with Michael Cohen, okay? That's the reason he tried to do the Cohen setup with the uh, the sanctions letter. We'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, Felix Sater was always an undercover agent for Comey. And basically, early on, because he saw that, you know, there was money to be made with Trump, he went to Trump and said, hey, how can I work for you? Trump said, hey, get me some Russian billionaires in here. Come on. Eventually, he brought in a bunch of billionaires and they bought, you know, apartments and stuff. And finally, he said, I can get you a place down in Soho because Felix Sater is a Russian criminal. So he got the land and nobody else could get the land. Trump couldn't get the land, so they built Trump Soho, okay? And Felix Sater was part of that. After that point, Felix Sater thought he was representing Trump. That's the reason, in a minute, we'll get into all the crazy stuff that he did. But remember, there is no one lower in New York City than Felix Sater and Michael Cohen. They are down there. They're the lowest of the lowest slime balls in New York City. That's why Trump worked with them. When you are working in real estate, you work with intelligence and you work with the good and the bad. And some is false lies and so it doesn't matter. You can take the false lies, twist them around and you get the truth, especially when they're working with the big oligarchs. So he worked with them. He worked with everybody. And so you get to see here that the Russian meddling in the election, well, that was the Russian Felix Sater. We can't even tell you all the things he was involved in, but he was certainly involved with the Russian sanction letter with, with uh, Michael Cohen. He invented that. There was no sanction letter, but they thought that if they could get sanctions and say that Trump was going to give sanctions to Russia, then that's collusion. And so he tried to stuff this letter down Michael Cohen's throat, and they had a big argument in, uh, in the press, and it was all over the place. I don't know why people never, ever refer to this, but Michael Cohen and Felix Sater got into a gigantic argument saying, there is no letter, there's no sanctions, you're a liar. Okay, what happened right after that? Number nine. And now we're going to go to number nine in another audio. 